Hey everybody, producer Ryan here. Just a quick note that we are going to be at Sketchfest in San Francisco tomorrow, Friday, January 31st. We've got a great show lined up. Uh, Todd Glass, Andy Kindler, Jackie Cation. So come check us out if you're in the Bay Area and enjoy the show. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming out to the Easy Put your hands together. Please put your hands together. Please put your hands together. 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 What's up, dudes? Thanks for coming out on a Tuesday night. Let's hear it for you. Yay, you did a great job. Oh, we had an awesome show tonight. All those folks are backstage. They can hear you. Let's hear it for them. Let's hear it for those folks. Great comics on the show. And hey, uh, without further delay, I just want to welcome to the stage somebody who uh, is a great part of the Put Your Hands Together family. Let's hear it right now for Rhea Butcher. Give it up for Rhea Butcher. Hi. Hello. Hi. Now, Rhea, Rhea works on the show. I do. So, uh, co-host sometimes co-host some, I built this whole thing yeah you built, this, you built the stage physically yep built the that's what stage. I mean by co-host I mean she's a day laborer <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then but then Rhea's also a producer on the show along with Ryan McMenamin yep. who's in the booth let's hear it for Ryan always making our podcast sound amazing Fantastic. taking care of things wearing headphones got a beard <laughs> is a man is, he's Woo. a man yeah He's a man. So he brings that element, which is nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brings a little, uh, little dick to the mix. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. A little dick in the mix. Hey, there's a dick in the mix. That's what a great cereal. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a dick in the mix. That, yeah. ju- that just sells its fucking self. Yeah. Um, so we are, uh, Rhea and I, Rhea not only, we not only work together, we also live together. And we not only live together, we also sleep in one bed. And we not only sleep in one bed, we're also engaged. Engaged in battle with each other constantly over dishes and stuff or whatever. (laughs) Who's wearing which flannel? Yeah. Real fucking head to head on that. Real fucking head to head on that. Who's gonna open uh, the flannel tonight? Who's gonna button it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I always always button. I always button to kind of accentuate the breasts, keep the tummy in. Under well, wraps. I unbutton your weird low, yeah, yeah. To accentuate the breast just the other way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you <laughs> can't see them now, can you? You like to decentuate the breast. Um, like save those things for So later. we have a lot in common. We're both gay. Yeah. Yep. We're both gay. Which works out pretty good. We're both gay. Yeah, because we're yeah. with each other. Um, we have haircuts that are great. Great haircuts. <laughs> we love denim. Just. So much denim. Tons of denim. How many jackets between the two of us? Denim jackets? Probably nine. Upwards of ten. But that's not counting vests. We didn't count vests in there. That's not counting fanny packs either. Yeah, and I got that one light-colored white vest. I never wear that, but I keep it around. Yeah, still in there. We also, yeah, we both do comedy. Yep, we both do stand-up. Yeah, we we also, there's a lot of differences between us as well. Um, Like, um, you know, my, my dad's a lawyer. Yep. My dad, uh... My dad's kind of a MacGyvery HVAC, heating, ventilation, <laughs> air conditioning kind of a guy. Yeah. A lot of overhead work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mom shops at Walgreens. And my mom works at Walgreens. Yeah. 
And um, we also, you know, like sometimes as a comic, you know, I'll get recognized. Just in the world. Yeah. Sometimes I just get recognized as her girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some differences, too. Yeah, there's a few differences. Yeah. I'm sort of like a cool hand Luke kind of a guy, you know? I'm like a grown-up punky Brewster. (laughs) We have uh, have different job situations, too. I don't have a day job right now. My day job is mostly yelling at Rhea about how I'm about to go to the gym. Yeah. And then never going. How she needs I'm about to, to go! I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm going I'm to the I'm gym. I'm about to go to the gym. What are you up to? And now uh, I'm going to the gym. But I used to have a couple... I used to have... I yeah. worked odd jobs for a long time. I worked odd... I was a nanny. Um, I was a nanny even after we moved here. We moved here as a nanny. And one time, Rhea came and nannied with me. We ordered Indian food. I never nannied before in my life. Nope. She was immediately bad at it. I was immediately <laughs> bad. You want to know why I was immediately bad at nannying? We left the house... I locked us out. So we went to go get the Indian food. We had a baby. With a child. With poop in its pants. No shoes. And we had no shoes on us. And no shoes on the baby. No shoes on the baby. And we had a bucket full of Indian food, which it turns out when your pants are full of shit is the exact opposite thing that you need. Not what you want. I'm not saying Indian food makes you shit. I'm just saying it's gross to look at Indian food while you also With are a- smelling shit. <laughs> Poopy baby. Maria's, she's a terrible nanny. She's great terrible nanny. at climbing in windows and unlocking the front door. Bit of a cat burglar. Which is what she did. Got us right in. That's not the weirdest job I had. I used to work in, uh, I used to work in uh, promotions. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like that person that hands you like a kashi bar and is like, have you ever considered a kashi bar? It's that person. Throw it away. Yeah. Um, I used to work in promotions. The weirdest thing I ever did, I, I was in a talking vending machine <laughs> outside of Wrigley Field, which is where the Cubs play. I wasn't in it, but that was the joke. It was like, we're in it. But we were just in another room. There was a camera. And then we would look at somebody and go like, hey, get over here. I've got a Sprite. That sounds terrifying. It was scary. <laughs> and what was great was that also they planned to have us outside of Wrigley Field. That's the worst place to have that. Wrigley Field is like, it's really aggressive, super drunk Cubs fans. So the first person that left after the game, it was like one guy that walked past. And I went like, you, get over here. I've got a slice. And he just walked over and pushed the vending machine over. <laughs> he probably thought you were Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Get over Get here! Get over here! <laughs> yeah, and he Johnny but, Cage you But down. you have a right in the dick! That's what Johnny Cage does. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have... I, Rhea still has a day job. I still have a day job. You're, I, but uh, you're a skilled laborer. You don't just work odd jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm a skilled laborer. Tell them what you do. Uh, I work for an alcohol beverage marketing firm. See? Skill. I'm doing God's work, mm-hmm. you know? One and flavored vodka at a time. Changing and you do graphic design, so you look at pictures design. of alcohol. I look at booze all day long. Which is only weird because... I do not drink. Doesn't drink. Yeah. Quit drinking. Just had to stop. Yeah. So why, I to, why do you think you had to stop? Well, you know, the thing is, I started, like, smoking cigarettes at age 12 because uh, River Phoenix and uh, Stand By Me was my spirit animal at the time. <laughs> um... And I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, obviously. So I just, I got to this point where I think I just used up all the fun. She did all the, all the fun in the drugs. I did all the fun in the stuff. There was no more fun in that stuff. So you stopped. How do you feel now that you're sober? I feel pretty good. I feel like, you know, it's true. Like you, you're, you can see better and hear better and taste better. All your senses are heightened. You quit drinking, but there's no sense more heightened than my sense of superiority. (laughs) So much better than all you guys. (laughs) I can be a bit controlling. I know that. It's, that's like my worst. My best quality is grown-up punky bro 
coaster. My worst quality is like just a little bit control. Like I like I only like I lo- I drive all the time. I all always the drive. Time. Like one time when we first moved here, we went, I'm terrified of heights. My sister was like, "You got to go to Mulholland Drive." I didn't know what that was, so we just went there. And it's a it's the edge of the world. Is what it is. <laughs> it's a death. You know, drive on it. And I just idled. I didn't. I couldn't put my hand, my foot on the pedal, but I also wouldn't pull over because right. I'm a jerk. <laughs> she was like, "I'm gonna do this." I was like, "Do you want me to drive?" She was like, "No." And then just a million cars drove yeah. by. Just imagine the slow. Like I was hour. going backwards, just like go around, and then and then little roads. Imagine like a snail with big wheels, yeah. and then two lesbians riding on. And then that. James Dean was we going past you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But I don't drive. I mean, I don't drive all the time. That's not true. There's sometimes no, I don't drive. I drive occasionally, uh, but that's because you can't drive my car. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I don't, I don't drive, drive stick. stick. <laughs> why, why would I drive stick? Because you're not cool. I know. It is sure. the best, sir. Well, she's cooler than me. You get what I'm saying? Like, super cool. Lawyer dads don't teach you about don't teach you about stick shift. HVAC dads teach you about that's stick right. shift. <laughs> See what I mean? The difference. They, they, like, installed the stick shift. Yeah, Is that a thing even? I don't shift. know. Learned on a Ford F-150 bench mm-hmm, seat. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even reach the clutch. He kicked me out of the car the first time. <laughs> Got back in, then I didn't grind the gears for the rest of my life. But I'm not the... Yes. I'm not... I'm not the worst... I'm not the... Sometimes I just don't even realize what I'm doing. Like, no. earlier tonight, you were like... I was sitting... We were sitting at a table sitting together. Sitting at the, at the dining room table, and there's a window behind Cameron. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this beautiful sunset on Instagram. But I witnessed it in real life, momentarily. And I was like, oh my god, you should turn around and look outside. Sunset's gorgeous right now. And what did you do? I closed the blinds. Immediately. I don't know what happened. She I didn't just even look. She just I don't know why I did it. What a butthead. Power move. Yeah, real jerky. I took away the sun. Yeah, you took away the sun. That's like saying something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some saying... people shoot for that shit. I just did it, like, with two twists. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> like, as much as sometimes I'm in control, you were the one that proposed. I was the one that proposed. So you must like something about me. Oh, I, I love you. Oh, that's sweet. And I have this haircut, so that's why I, I'm the one that proposed. <laughs> Whatever, I could have turned this way. Yeah. <laughs> Side proposal. You you uh you proposed to me on top of a mountain. Yes, I did. I was going. To, we were going to the beach the day before. We were going to the beach, the but I didn't know where the was. beach was. Totally I just drove propose. that way. <laughs> like, let's go to Malibu. Yeah. We didn't realize you had to park going a hundred miles an hour on the PCH. You have to park going a hundred miles backwards. One hundred miles. And they get back. mad if you use your blinker. Uh, and I don't think we went to the right beach either. We went to a dirty hole. And there was a hairy man there. There was a really hairy guy and there. you didn't propose there because you didn't want He to... was indiscernible from the seaweed, and yeah. it made me very Yeah, there was a bit of a mess I don't guy. mean to shame him. No. It's just... It was intense. Not the space I wanted to be in telling my great-grandchildren about our proposal. Yeah. You wouldn't have believed the hair There was a very guy. hairy man. <laughs> like a bunch of seaweed. What's I love your mother. You know, space fruit. <laughs> That's the future. They don't know what that is. <laughs> right. Back in the long, long before, when we actually lived on Earth. Um... But you did propose on a mountain. No, I did not. <laughs> you proposed on a mountain, which was beautiful. Scenic. It was we were in Griffith Park. We were on top of a mountain. The hawk flew by, which is a be- it's kind of like a natural applause break. Like, oh, get into it. You know, so I felt 
And we were wearing sun hats. Big floppy sun hats. And stupid shorts. Basketball which shorts. Which the second you got down, I was like, oh, you're fucking doing this while we're in sun hats? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I am. I don't want a hairy man. Yeah. But I'll do this in a sun hat. Yeah, for sure. And you, uh, she got down on one knee and then immediately knelt in some gum. Knelt in some gum. <laughs> which is also what it's like in Griffith Park. It's like, a hawk and some shit! Man, <laughs> God damn it, there's a dead body. But, good news... <laughs> Good news, I totally know that if you put pants in the freezer, you yep. scrape that gum right off. Right so you off. see how it's like working together. And that's why we're a good couple. <laughs> but you asked me, and then I said yes. Yeah, and we of had this... course, fucking look at this piece of ass. Thank you. Um, but the weird thing I would say about a proposal yeah. is that nobody will, nobody, hey, this is controversial. Nobody will tell you this but us. Here's what's weird about a proposal. The moment right after the proposal. Nobody tells you about this. Nope. Because we were on a mountain. That was amazing. But then after I said yes, we just had to hike down a mountain for one and a half Santa. hours. <laughs> Go on back down With that no mountain. service. Just like, I guess I would call. Uh, what should we do? Are you hungry? I guess we're going to do laundry. Oh, we got to do laundry back. and get home. Where's your mom? Like, just uh, underwear. So I guess if anybody here is thinking about a proposal... I would say, like, don't like, don't stress too much about planning the proposal, but plan like right after. A lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Just like, get like a bouncy house. Like or you're something. at your home, but then just a marching band comes yeah. through. You know what I mean? Like right after, it's kind of no awkward silence. Knock out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have been amazing. I think we've really yeah. introduced ourselves to you. Really told you who um, we are. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. together which is very fun she's an amazingly hilarious person it's such a treat that you guys got to see that we're working on doing stuff together you know what i mean so then eventually when it's like oh that's the finished product that you guys be like oh we were we were in on the ground floor of that (laughs) and hey speaking of ground floors when you see this fucking transition that i'm about to do right now this is gonna blow your mind hey speaking about ground floors that is the name of the television show that this comic coming up right now is currently in. That snuck up on me, but I'm so quick, I adapted. The second I said ground floor, I remembered. That's the name of his television show. So that's a little behind the scenes look. What it takes to be a great host. (laughs) This next comic, one of my favorites. He's amazing. You've seen him on Coney. You've seen him everywhere, and you've also seen him on Ground Floor. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it right now for Rory Scovel. Give it up for Rory. <laughs> Wait, here's what I want to ask you. This is my one big question. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing a lot of TV stuff right now. Mm-hmm. You're also touring a ton compared to... Because I follow you on Instagram, so okay. I always see your beautiful posters from shows that you're touring around and doing. I appreciate that. I appreciate the follow. Posters. Thank you. And how are you balancing that right now? Um, are we... you okay? <laughs> are Do you, you falling apart? <laughs> are you getting pills? Um, I uh, the we stopped shooting in November, so during all that I wasn't really going on the road. But as soon as we finished, uh, I went back out and uh, how does it feel being back out i really love it i really love it a lot you're I not mean, like spent after the 
Like, does it just feel like you're re-energized from being here and shooting, or was the shooting schedule? I tough think so. On you? I think so. Like taking the time off of stand-up kind of re-energized me to like awesome. get that like craving to go uh, back still, on the stage and get on the road a lot. Are you going to still be in a lot of places coming up? Before uh, we come see you? Yeah, I will be in uh, New York February eighth to eleventh awesome. uh, at the Subculture Theater, and then Philadelphia Helium uh, February thirteenth. Uh, doing a little Valentine's Day show, <laughs> thirteen to uh, fifteen. <laughs> and everybody should go to those things. Please, You're please do. To watch live. Thank you. So Thanks so much. This is so fun. This show is so fun. Guys, Rory Scovel, let's hear it for Rory one more time. He is amazing. God, I love to watch him. Hey, we're gonna keep the show right on rolling. This next performer, it is his first time at the show, and when it is somebody's first time, we always go extra crazy for them. Am I right? So, guys, let's hear right now for Joel Atwell. Give it up for Joel. Come on. Thank you. I think uh, Club Soda would be a good name for a club that only serves soda. Come on in, the lamest night of your life. Is waiting for you in Club Soda. <laughs> I've always thought Boss was kind of a weird nickname. It's like, what's up, Boss? I ordered some food one time, went, picked it up, paid for it. The guy was like, thanks, Boss. I was like, you're welcome, and uh, get back to work. <laughs> I was watching this uh, Frosted Flakes commercial recently on TV, and... A dad and his young son were sitting at the breakfast table, both eating a bowl of Frosted Flakes, which is totally fine. That's normal. And then Tony the Tiger, towards the end of the commercial, walks in. He does the they're great thing. And the dad turns around, smiles, acknowledging this animated, (laughs) talking tiger. She's like, man, how much LSD is in this guy's cereal? (laughs) Sounds like a new product. It's like, start your morning on a different planet with, <laughs> with new Kellogg's acid flakes. <laughs> Do hotels and motels in Alaska and Hawaii serve continental breakfast? <laughs> Can they? I think, as you've probably gathered, I'm a pretty uh, low-energy individual. <laughs> And I got some interesting feedback after a show one night. This guy was like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed your material. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. And then he was like, you know, but next time I would like to see a little more energy. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, man, that's just kind of unnatural, a little unfair, I think. It's like if I go out with a girl, I'm like, hey, you know, I really enjoy talking to you tonight. I would love to see you again. But uh, next time, could you be a little more Japanese? (laughs) That's what I would like to see. I'm fairly certain that I would be a pretty ineffective motivational speaker. (laughs) I think I would just walk out on stage like, all right, guys, thanks for coming. Um, You know, just get out there and do it. Like, (laughs) just go for it, you know? That's about all I got, so uh, drive safe and... uh... Johnny Cash is one of the greats. Um, I think... 
he's so cool that had he shot a man in Reno just to watch him die, like he sang in Folsom Prison Blues, we might look the other way. It's like if another guy comes up to you and he's like, hey, I just shot this guy in Reno just to watch him die, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, man, like, terrible decision. Not cool. But if Johnny Cash came up and he's like, yeah, I just shot this man in Reno just to watch him die, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, Johnny, what's Reno like? (laughs) There are a lot of common words in our language that uh, you often see, you know, written down, but you rarely ever hear it said. And I think exclaim is a good example of this. I just can't picture a conversation like, hey, what'd you do last night? Oh, I went to uh, the Troubadour and saw a good show. Uh, met a cool girl. We watched the show together, got some drinks. And then, uh, you know, like after the show, we were on the sidewalk, and I asked her if she wanted to, like, hang out again, and she exclaimed yes. I think we're all really lucky that we don't have to share the planet with dinosaurs. I mean, everything would change. There's obviously, like, the really scary stuff, like uh, getting stepped on or eaten. And there's, like, the, you know, expensive stuff, like dinosaur insurance. That's probably, probably wouldn't be cheap. But then there's other things you may not immediately consider if you're thinking about sharing the planet with dinosaurs. And it's like, if you're meeting some friends for dinner, it's like, hey, um, you know, I'm really sorry I'm late. Um, have you guys, have you guys uh, sat down yet? You have? Okay, cool. Listen, um, there's a dead triceratops on La Cienega, and uh... yeah, let's move on. <laughs> we'll just say that's an extinct joke. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say something, and it's, you know, it's harmless, but it's correct, but it just makes me sound like an idiot. Like, uh, I was talking with my friend about the Beatles' White Album the other day, and, it's, and I said, such a great album. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, why does that need to be said? It's like if someone's talking about, like, a really outstanding restaurant, they're like, yeah, this place is really great. And I'm like, yeah, food is such an important thing. Any questions? <laughs> a lot of times, uh, <laughs> yes. A lot of times in job interviews, you'll get that question, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, man, I don't know. I don't really know where I see myself after this interview, to be honest. In fact, I forgot where I parked my car. But I'd love, I'd love to go into one of these interviews as if you're just really on the ball. Like, Joel, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, great question, but what time? Can we get a little more specific, please? I was driving down the road, and I saw this sign. It said, psychic readings, $10. I was like, wow, that's a pretty reasonable cost for a superhuman ability. I guess historians can't be making much these days. 
had to take someone to the emergency room, and um, it's like three in the morning. I was sitting there. I looked up at the wall, and there's a framed poster from the uh, poison control center. They said, poisons can be tricky. <laughs> and it had a bunch of like household items and poisonous items you might mix up. So like they had some red hot candy and red pills. You know, it's like use caution. Something bad could happen. You get the idea. And one of the examples they had was a green can of Parmesan cheese and a green can of Comet Cleaner. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I understand what's going on here, but I don't think people are making this mistake. It's like, hey, this is, this is really great. Do you guys have any Parmesan cheese? It's like, oh, we do. It's uh, under the sink. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Seeming so, what a what a smiley, what a what a smiley Cyrus it is out here. <laughs> Shut your faces! Don't you point at me in disgust. That was amazing. I am having a real wrecking ball. Of, what? Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Who cares? It's so fun. It's so fun to think about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Talk about her in a punny way. Can't think of a better way to bring her up. How are you doing right there? How are you doing, gal? You having a good night? How was your day today? What did you do? Yeah? You slept in? And then what? And Yeah? Sure, right. Excellent. Yeah. I love that you took it to the audience like, ha-ha, fuck all of you. That was cool. That was a sweet move. Um, do you, do, you slept in. Did you then, do, what did you do after that? Look at this. I can still cross my arms under the mic. Mm-hmm. You're really, you're going like pretty slow. No, that's, well, all right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, okay. Um, did I ever pick up steam at all? Uh huh. What'd you do then? What's going on with how, how, how? I just moved to LA. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, did you come here with some savings at all? Yeah. You're going to have this life for about two more months. Tops. They're going to be like, I'm never online shopping again. Jobs are hard. What does anyone do for money here? Buy a script. Where'd you come from? Where'd you come here from? Uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, moving on. I just feel like that's one of those quick answers. Welcome to the city. Let's hear it for this gal. Let's welcome to the city. You're very rowdy. How are you doing? Great. Yeah? How, what's your day like today? Uh, I woke up early and, and let out my chickens. <laughs> okay, fuck both of you. <laughs> so hard. No, uh, where do, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is the question I'm going to ask right now. Did you drive down from Portland and that's what you're doing here? <laughs> Do you guys get it? Do you get it? Because in Portland, they would have, like, chickens and silly things. <laughs> no, that's not silly. That's cool. Do you, do you use that for food? No, I'm a vegetarian. I eat uh, the eggs. Yeah. yeah, so then you use it for food. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but 
well, what if you're like, what if you're like, no, I'm a vegetarian, I use the eggs, but then it wasn't for food. You're like, I'm vegetarian, but I'm pretty wasteful with eggs. <laughs> like, the eggs, I throw them on the ground or I paint my body with them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I get that. I'm a vegetarian as well. I do think that the, um, I do think the egg exception is strange. I mean, I follow it, uh, but I do think the egg exception, you know those are, you know what those are, right? <laughs> you know what's in there? Okay, anyway. Um, that's cool. Well, how, how many chickens do you have? Three. Three chickens. Do they have names? Yes. Uh, their names are Cuddles and Penguin and Filibuster. All right, well. Yeah. Now you've covered, now here's what's great about this. You've covered all the types of pet names. Cuddles, ironic, it's a chicken. You can't fucking cuddle with that. So you're covering that kind of, you know, like, and then Filibuster's like a big old word that doesn't apply to a chicken at all. So that's kind of nice. And what was the other one? Uh, penguin. Yeah, penguin. Literally the exact opposite of a chicken. <laughs> I like everything you're saying. Those are, those are all the pet names, you know what I mean? Oh, we went to a dog park today, which is always a weird thing. I love the dog park, but there is a woman who yells at the dog park. She yells, this is, this is like, I don't think this is going to be you, but there is a woman who stands, I don't think so, but like maybe. There's a woman who stands in the middle of the dog park and she just talks to the people around her, but she only talks about scripts and she talks really loud. And I think her thought is like, if I talk loud enough about scripts at this dog park, then like maybe somebody is going to be like, what'd you say? But mostly every everyone's just watching dogs lick each other's dicks so it's like not I don't know like I'm not saying that's not script conducive but you're like oh a little dick licking's great but don't fuck each other you know like it's like that real not cause like not cause two dick things shouldn't fuck each other but just you feel responsible when it's your dog fucking another do you guys know that about I didn't know that until I had a dog but you're responsible for what your dog fucks So if your dog is moving towards another dog, you have to be like, oh my God, he has never. But then that same person says that 800 times at the dog park. And the dog has a very visible boner the entire time. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I know this is going to go again. Oh, yep, he still tried to fuck that other thing again. Um, so yeah, the dog park is crazy, but really fun. Also super dirty and covered in shit. <laughs> I love that we're like, well, this dusty space is a place for humans. It's the worst. We should not go there. <laughs> We go there. I'll talk to one more human being. How are you doing? You're smiling your little head off. Did you have a good day? Yeah. Yeah, what'd you do today? Uh, slept in. <laughs> you know what I mean? These two. Ah, and then she's like, I have to get up for my chickens and stuff. So there's like a bit of, you know, like there's other things in the audience. It's kind of cool. It's like a balance of the human experience, which is nice. What'd you do after you slept in? Picked up a package from UPS. Oh, yeah. It was in that package. Pants. Pants. What's going on with your guys' lives? <laughs> Are you wearing the pants even? No. No, you were just like, I just ordered some pants. I picked them up. I left them at home. I... Nothing matters! Um, what'd you do after the pants? Anything? You had a haircut. Well, you do look good. Thank you. I'll say that. Fucking sharp. Yeah. I like that. Whatever you're doing on the sides, whatever number that is, like if that's like a one or whatever, keep that. If you're doing like a three on the top, keep that. Looking good. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys don't speak men's haircut terms? (laughs) Fuck yourselves. (laughs) This hair looks great. You should all be having that haircut. Everybody here should have that haircut. I should have that haircut. It's a shame I don't have that haircut. Uh, Round of applause for Rhea Butcher, who does have that haircut. Round of applause for Rhea Butcher, who does have that haircut. Yeah. Well, speaking of Portland... Uh, this next comic is from a place that's halfway there. (laughs) 
You know I'm talking about San Francisco. See that that's not really halfway there, but you but as like a transition, not bad. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, Portland and then a chicken. I mean, where, what else could I have done with that? Like speaking of chickens, this next comment, you know, like you don't you understand what I'm saying? Speaking of sleeping it, like I really I took the best one. I thought of a way to make it almost true. <laughs> to kind of make you guys feel like, oh my god, she's like adapting to this show right now. So we're special and you are. So I was trying to the light in me salutes the light in you. <laughs> this next comic is in from San Francisco. We are so happy to have him on the show. Let's hear it right now for David Bory, guys. Give it up for David. How's it going, guys? Just kidding, I don't give a shit. I've been drinking cough syrup since noon. Who else is partying? Yeah. That's where I am in my life, friends. I'm experimenting with drugs right now. You don't need to point at me for that. Unless you got some. Recently tried cocaine for the first time. Found out I'm not... No? Found out I'm not a big fan of cocaine. Uh, in my opinion, doing cocaine is like peeing your pants. Right? Because when you do cocaine, for the first 30 seconds afterwards, your body's all warm, and you feel so good about that decision, and you're like, this is what I need to be doing right now! <laughs> And then 30 seconds go by and you start to get cold. And then you realize you're alone. Then you're like, why did I do this on the bus? <laughs> Recently got in an argument and I found something out and it fucked me up. It's probably gonna fuck you guys up too. According to the internet, uh, Apparently, black people get Down syndrome as much as white people. And you're not acting shocked, but you're all shocked. Raise your hand if you've seen a black person with Down syndrome. One! One in a room full of adults. We have a combined life experience of like eight centuries. One of us has seen a black person with Down syndrome. The numbers don't add up. It's white propaganda, guys. I didn't believe that shit either, so I looked it up. I Google image searched black people with Down syndrome. Because I'm hella thorough. And you know what comes up when you Google that? It's uh, one picture of a black guy with Down syndrome, one picture of an Asian guy with Down syndrome, and then a picture of the hit rapper Jadakiss. <laughs> Which leads me to believe only one of two things. Either A, it really is white propaganda, or B, there's a terrible problem with undiagnosed Down syndrome in the black community. <laughs> And I refuse to believe that about my people. 
not a very smart man. <laughs> Recently found out that for all intents and purposes, I don't know the difference between science and magic. <laughs> like, Expelliarmus! And photosynthesis worked the same way to me. <laughs> Because you take photosynthesis, and I understand it in theory, right? Like the sun shines down on the plant, chlorophyll, plant gets tall. But that sounds like witchcraft to me, and I feel you should be burned at the stake for it. And I think my issue is that I grew up watching this television show, The Magic School Bus. <laughs> Don't you woo that piece of shit show! Don't you woo that! It was a show about science with the word magic in the title. How was I supposed to learn anything? And they didn't explain shit on that show either. They were just like, hey kids, let's hop on this magical LSD bus. It's gonna spin around three times. Now we're inside the body of a 35-year-old man. That's not science, it's sex trafficking and it's a fucking crime. <laughs> did like how they had the one kid on there who always tried to take care of him though, remember? He was always like, I don't know guys, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> the rest of the kids were like, shut your bitch ass up, Arnold! <laughs> I don't think it was fair. He was trying to save those kids. I don't know if you noticed, but throughout the history of that television show, there was not one reference to a permission slip ever. <laughs> kidnapped I uh I've been watching too much TV I've been watching The Wire recently you guys like The Wire I like The Wire too uh my only issue is they have a big fat guy on there and that's not the problem I love to see my people on television the issue is that he eats like a fucking asshole <laughs> TV fat guys eat so dumb he'll have a cheeseburger like he's never encountered one before He's just got, like, pickles falling off onto his tits, and he's licking mustard off of his chubby wrists. And it bothers me, because fat people don't eat like that. We don't eat like that, friends. Like, what about this body type tells you that I don't eat efficiently? <laughs> you give me two eggs, I will eat the eggs, the shells, the chicken they came from, burn down the coop and shoot the farmer. I don't fuck around. <laughs> Also been watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> I like that show. I think it's a, I think it's a cool show. Uh, not so much because of the content, but because of the title. Uh, I think that's a real gangster-ass thing to say. Uh, because it's not like his block or like his street. It's his neighborhood. Like, Mr. Rogers runs that bitch. Because you know who runs neighborhoods? It's like the Crips, the Bloods, Mr. Rogers, and that's basically it. <laughs> I feel like it sounds like a scary place to be, like, at nighttime. <laughs> Could you imagine being in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> they got, like, hand puppets on the corner getting wasted. There's <laughs> a pair of penny loafers hanging from a telephone wire or something. <laughs> Could you imagine getting beat up in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Just a bunch of gangsters running up on you, like, Oh, shit, this nigga can't make-believe? Thought you knew the dress code was cardigan sweaters, homie. 
Hey guys, this has been my time. My name is David Boyd. Thank you so much. left on the show both of them are amazing this this next this next comic she's been on the show before we love her so much she you're gonna love the shit out of her you're just gonna have an amazing time i'm so excited for you that she's here tonight because i fucking love the shit out of her too let's hear right now for kate berlance guys get up for kate I think the fender bender uh, really great creates some yeah, great got, energy for me. A, Feel free to like a to, little. She just got on a minor fender bender. I'm totally gonna. I mean, if you want the audience to lift you up out of that experience, oh, yeah. and kind of reset oh, your energy. Feel free I to bring it up. It's gonna happen. I figured that you might, since it was such an iconic moment in the <laughs> evening for me, it was an iconic moment in your to not mention it. Well. Yeah. Like, to not mention it, I do feel yeah. altered. Yeah, you, I think I even mean, you look I'm normally like that. Yeah. I think, but there's but just your hair a little is a more because yeah. of from the yeah. blow of the accident. Yeah, because you were in a car accident. But you look great, and you look <laughs> rested. Um, so you're gonna go on and tell some jokes right now. And I think we have just this, this gentleman that's on stage right now. So it's happening. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you so much and for having me. Amazing, you know. Also, uh, Kate. Kate was in a. She was in a minor fender bender on her way here. Still going through that. Came and delivered that fucking performance. Let's hear it one more time for Kate. You know, the stress of that, and then her looseness, and that was beautiful. Hey, um, I'm so worked up today about the Grammys. And it's, it's so stupid. But I just got to talk to you guys about it real quick. I'm worked up about that Macklemore guy. I know. I get it. It's all over the internet. I understand. People are worked up about it. Not just me. Well, all right. I'll tell you. That was... Who watched the Grammys? Did people here watch the Grammys? Who watched it? Okay. I only tuned in... Thank you for that one person. The rest of you, what is... Are you okay? You don't have to. I don't care if you watch, but you should clap. Did anyone clap if you watched the Grammys? Okay, where were you earlier, just before? What happened? Did I make it safer for you? Because you were like, no, no, no! And then, I, and, then I, and then that one guy was like, I did. And then the rest of you were like, well, if he did, then we all can say we did. So you're a, you're a hero. Um, so I, I tuned in right at the end, uh, just to catch the same love performance, because, you know, it's time delayed in the East Coast, so I already knew what had happened, and I just wanted to see it so I could be furious about it. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you just have to watch it just to be like, I already object in advance, but I'll watch it just to know exactly why. Um, and I mean, part of the reason that I'm... It's just that song is tough. As a gay person, that song is tough for me um, because it's hard anytime somebody is saying that they are on your side and the, and the song that they're singing begins with a one-minute introduction about how when they thought they used to be like you, they cried a lot. They cried real hard. Because they thought they were like you. That being said, here's some rights. Like, it's tough to have that guy trying to represent you. Like, I would be so fucking bummed if I was gay, and I'm not gay. I'm going to make that clear before I sing this song about how these grossos are just fine. Like, that's tough. And then, you know, also, um, Mary Lambert, who does the, she sings the, like, I can't change if I wanted to part 
Um, she's a lesbian. She is a lesbian. And that's, that's, that part is lifted from another song that she sings. It's kind of about relationships. And it's a little bit, I think in that song, those lyrics make a little bit more sense to me. But dropped into a song where it's like, I'm, where the first minute is like, <sighs> when I was a kid, I thought that I was gay. And that was really fucking tough for me. <laughs> like when that's the first minute, and then right after that, a lesbian comes in and says, I can't change, even if I wanted to. Trust me, I fucking wanted to. Like, there's a certain part of that that makes me feel like she really wishes that she could. And I think that's a hard message for little gay kids to have to hear. Like, here's our anthem. Here's our equal rights anthem. Somebody being like, I would hate to be gay. And a gay person being like, I agree. It is terrible. It's, hard. it's just hard to listen to. It's hard to, it's hard to have a straight man singing your anthem. Like, I, I just, I wish... I wish that we could speak for ourselves. I wish that gay people could speak for ourselves, but it's still so uncomfortable to be openly gay um, that a lesbian was standing on stage with them and yet dodged being out about her sexuality as she introduced them. And of course, um, I am talking about the queen, who, as you know, um, is a giant lesbian. <laughs> she <laughs> is, and that's not me, that's not like slander or like name calling, she's a lesbian. And, but, and she also, like, clued us in. I mean, I can even... I feel like I can say this right now, and I'm not, like, outing her, because even the way that she introduced him was her being like, this next guy. <sighs> He's saying some things that need to be said about people that might be affected, including, I don't know, people in this room. Like, she... <laughs> like, her introduction was so inclusive of herself, but without saying, like, this is my fucking life we're talking about. And I mean, that's hard when that person has to then get out of the way so that like a dancy man with your haircut, which is a great haircut, but still can come on and be like, if I was gay, I would be so sad. Get in here, lesbian. I wish I wasn't gay. Let's have Madonna marry everyone. Like, that's fucking tough. And I wrote, I wrote about that. Um, I wrote uh, about that on the internet, just that response, that it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to process that. Like, I don't, I don't need you to speak for me. I'd rather, just have, um, I'd rather just have him say, like, I, I also don't need, I guess I would say this, I don't need straight people to put it in context of how they feel about the fact that they're not gay. That, to me, doesn't add to the equality discussion. I mean, you don't hear, like, white people being like, I would be fucking bummed to be black. <laughs> but that said, I'm pretty okay with black people voting. Like, you just... It's offensive to include yourself in that. You don't need to be in there. Nobody needs to know, like, hey, you as a straight man, you, what do you want to tell me about? Tell me about how when you... Because I'll just also let you guys in on this. Um, most gay people, and by most I mean all, we have been mistaken as straight a lot. So that one time when you thought you were gay, try that's the first 20 years of our lives. <laughs> and then for the rest of it, we just have to out ourselves because, it, you know, there's no, um, there's no skin color and there's no... I mean, this haircut pretty much fucking says it, but still, <laughs> still I have to tell people. Like this, I, have to, I can do this, and people are still like, hey, lesbian... Like, I had, a, I had a guy yell out... I was walking on stage, I had a guy yell at me, you look like a woman who doesn't sleep with men. I hadn't said a word out of my mouth. He just, you look like a woman who doesn't sleep with men. And I said, yes, that's exactly what I look like because I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and the fact that I don't sleep with men, if you're a lesbian, that's the best part about being a lesbian. 
I can't explain that to you strongly enough. Like, you don't want to sleep with men, so the fact that you don't have to, you are fucking stoked about that. So that's a really weird insult. Because that's, like, the best part. Again, that's like going up to a black person and being like, I bet you don't burn in the sun. That person would be like, oh, yeah, that's a benefit of this. And it's also, it's so annoying because it was like I was coming on to him just by walking on stage. Like, he, like he felt like he needed to say that just to be like, I'm not interested, lesbian. <laughs> Which I wanted to be like, wait, but that's, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one that's, oh, God damn it. You know, like, really took away my power in that moment. <laughs> Pissed about it. So I wrote about this. I wrote about the Smacklemore issue and, and, and then a, a, a guy I know, a friend of mine, um, sent me a message, and this is what the message said. I think that this song does a lot to further the cause. Because there are people in the Midwest, which, first of all, I'm from the Midwest. Whenever somebody says that, like, you know there's also gay people where you're talking about. When people are like, there are people in Kansas. I just want to be like, you know there's also gay people in Kansas. I don't know who you're talking about in Kansas. We're also speaking to gay people in Kansas. So he was like, there are people in the Midwest who, like, need an introduction into gay rights. Like, they, like you should let them listen to this song not take him to pride which is amazing to me because in that guy's mind that's how gay people would speak with their own voices like we would just take a straight person to pride like that's how we would describe the gay experience we wouldn't be able to articulate it in a song or poetry we'd have to be like no 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 come here there's a parade like why would we you know gay people know that pride is wild we're not like you I'll give you an analogy. If you're like, Pride is crazy! Well, have you ever been to Mardi Gras or Spring Break or seen the Victoria's Secret fashion show on TV? <laughs> That's the equivalent. It's not Macklemore. Like, we agree. Like, nobody would do If you had, like... Okay, let's just say that we are talking about this, this mythical Midwestern woman. If you were introducing her to, to your sexuality as a straight person, would you take her to Spring Break? Like, is that how you'd be like, Is that how straight people do it? Shots! Kiss that woman's nipple! Let's get it on camera! Like, you wouldn't... <laughs> so we're not idiots. We can speak for ourselves, and it doesn't have to be with thongs, but it can be. <laughs> and fuck you if that's what you think. Like, if that's what you think, you think, like, gays are so hard to take that we need to be toned down. We're human people. And sometimes we wear more flannel. But not always. Some lesbians don't wear flannel at all. <laughs> So I don't think I need to be toned down. Um, and I mean, if people want to, if people want to be allies, that's that's amazing. We need allies. Like we need straight people that are on the side of movement. That's there's all you always need the majority to 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 help the minority when when you're trying to move. Um, you you need that, of course. But I also just think that let's not take gay people out of the equation. Let's not speak for gay people. It's absurd to be like, as a straight person who has oppressed you for years, I think I know what's best for you. <laughs> it's upsetting. Um, that song is catchy, though. <laughs> so I'm not going to shame you if you listen to it. I just hope that when you listen to it, you know that gay people could also make a song about gay rights, that we wouldn't have to cry. Well, we would cry, but it would be like for real tears because we were that thing that you called us. And then we had to live with that for the rest of our lives and that that was probably harder than that one time somebody was like, you're this! And you were like, no, I'm not. Ha <laughs> ha, get out of it! <laughs> And um, if I could leave you with anything, it would just be like, because somebody also, you know, I, I, I talked about this, and somebody else 
had a really great comment. They wrote, um, okay, so then what can straight people do uh, to be a good advocate for gay people? And my answer to that is just like, go to a gay pal and then ask them that question. And that's all you have to do. And then listen. Okay, so there you go. Um, that was beautiful. <laughs> what I just said was moving. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like I covered everything I wanted to say. So happy that I got that out the right way. Uh, you guys have been wonderful. And this final comic is, uh, you're going to love him. I'm so glad he's his first time on the show. And uh, he's, he's going he's gonna to make you laugh a little faces off. And then we're going to send you out into the night. So let's hear it right now. If you're final comic, you can go nuts. Let's hear it for Thomas Dale, guys. Give it up for Thomas. What's up? Hi, guys. Thank you. Cameron, she's amazing. Go ahead, give her some love. Thank God for lesbians, because I'm a gay man, and I just sat on the couch yesterday for two hours crying, watching Macklemore over and over, like, oh my God, thank you! You're my Abe Lincoln! This is amazing! Literally, for two hours I cried. So, thank God we have the lesbians to really let us know what is up, you know? <laughs> but yes, I am. I'm from New York. I just moved, I moved out here a year ago. I love L.A. I love everything. I love the sun. I love hiking. I didn't even know I was hiking the first time I was hiking. I didn't even know that that was even an option, hiking. I thought you had to, like, train for that shit. Like, I was, like, picture, I had to, like, carry a boulder and tie a sled to my waist and shit. Like, I didn't know you could just get on a path and go. <gasps> I loved it. I'm, like, obsessed with it now. I'm, like, how do I know? Like, I don't, like, I'm just, I was, like, I'm up here, and it's beautiful, and I can't breathe. I love it. <laughs> my friend's, like, you like hiking? Yeah, you like it? She's, like, a bitch from New York, you know? She's, like, because I told her, yeah, whenever I go home now to New York, they're always, like, mocking me. They're, like, oh, Mr. L.A. is back in town. <laughs> Mr. L.A., oh, you eat kale now? You eat kale? Like, yeah, you eat fucking kale. It's packed with antioxidants, you asshole. Like, where am I coming from? I'm like, they, my, like, my friends in Long Island, to them, me eating kale is like I'm eating a unicorn and shitting out a rainbow. Like, that's, it's like this mystical cuisine, you know? They're so ridiculous. And then she's like, oh, you like hiking? Yeah, you like hiking? You like it up there? You found harmony? You got harmony? I'm like, yeah, I got fucking harmony. She's like, yeah, well, while you're up there, watch out for the mountain lions. What? Why are they just letting me go up there when there's a lion waiting to rip my face off? What do you mean there's mountain lions? What? That's a trail for people. And they just free with the birds and shit. They're like, no, don't worry. Just walk with a sharp stick. Really? That's your advice? Walk with a stick? Really? The only thing that's happening with that stick, if I see a mountain lion, I'm jabbing myself in the throat and throwing my dead body off the fucking mountain, okay? I'm not fighting a lion. I'm not, what, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not Xena, the teenage bitch, or whatever the fuck. Zebra, the, the strong bitch, Hercules' sister. I don't know. I'm just... I'm not doing it, you know? It's ridiculous. I'm freaking out. I'm like, what do you mean there's mountains up there? There's lions up there in the mountains. What do you mean? Like, what? I don't understand. So I Googled it, because that's the stick thing. That wasn't working for me, okay? I Googled it. I'm like, Google. Google, by the way, he's an asshole also, okay? <laughs> Whoever's manning Google is a real jerk. Because Google, I said, Google, 
what the fuck do I do if I come in contact with him? Like, what's the second step? Like, after I shit my pants, what's the second step, right? You know what Google says to me, this jerk? Google's like, if you come in contact with a mountain lion, open your jacket really wide to present yourself bigger than you are. Really? Open my jacket wide? That's what you tell me to do? What, just, just sell the lion watches? That's what you want me to do? Like, I got G-Shock, I got Rolex. What's your price, lion? What's your price? Like, no, asshole, I'm not doing that either. I can't, I can't. I'm like, I'm not. So I'm like, and the lion, if it does get me, it better fucking finish me, okay? Like, don't like just rip my face off and then send me back down the mountain a survivor on a tour talking about, you can live like this. My life is better than it was before. I can see the future with my out broken eye. No, you better kill me. It's not my story. Not in this fucking town, right? I already got an accent. I'm going to go there with a ripped up face. No. I love it here, though. I'm still trying to get used to being gay. I know. That's fucking like... You know, they're like, oh, you just fucking... They think, you know, you just fucking gay. Like, no, I, like, I, like, always... I pray to God. I'm like, why? Why did you make me gay? Why am I gay? I don't know why. I knew I was at nine I was gay, and I've always just wondered. And, like, I, like, asked the universe, why? Why am I gay? And, like, the only thing I keep getting back is, like, to teach people tolerance. Like, ugh. I don't want to fucking teach people tolerance. Like, I just wanted to come into this life, maybe put, make a little popcorn and get married and... <laughs> shit a kid out of my ass or something <laughs> I'm thinking way in the future <laughs> I don't have sex unless I'm in love that's one of my things I don't believe in like I feel like if you want to yeah I know it's like the gayest thing about me I know <laughs> but I just feel like you, like that's really like you want to be inside somebody like inside somebody like that's really intimate like that's like special like I think I like I want to love you if I want to be inside like I feel like that's what would make me want to be inside I want to love you like you know like and I know listen I'm coming off on my high horse it's easy for me to say when my ass is the only option okay <laughs> right like my I'm not into anal sex oh, get out of here with that thing <laughs> people think just cause you're gay you want to get butt fucked no not at all actually <laughs> So that's what makes me think God hates gays because he's like fuck you now you gotta get fucked in the ass like like cause I feel like I know I was born gay so if I was like created in his vision he could have at least given me like a side gina <laughs> right like a little side gina like how are you gonna do that to me <laughs> like girls you understand you got like 15 holes to stick it in like if you're letting him go in your ass you love that asshole you're not just out like, fuck me in my ass, I hate my dad. <laughs> like, I love my dad, so there's no need to go there, bro. <laughs> so I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn. I love straight boys. What? They're so fucking cute. <laughs> Are you gay or straight? All right, you didn't win anything. Calm down, motherfucker. <laughs> I love straight boys. They're like, Ooh. I love them. I want one. You girls are so lucky. <laughs> Oh, they love their little football. They're like, get him, get him, get him. Like, leave him alone. He's playing a game. Uh, he doesn't want to be gotten. Uh, it's so silly. I want to pinch a little dick. I love you. Don't shake your head. I'll jerk you off right here. I swear to God. <laughs> These straight boys are so cute. And they love you girls. They love you. See, I love girls too, but I love girls in like a normal way. 
Like, I want to talk to you. I want to know your dreams and your opinions. These straight boys, they want to do bad things to you. You girls better run. I'm telling you, they want to hang you upside down and put you over the kitchen counter. Why? Sandwiches go there. I have to put bread there in the morning. I don't want your vagina in my sandwich. I'm gluten-free. I gotta go, I gotta go. But the other day I was driving, and this is one of the things I love about LA. I was on the freeway, and I cut somebody off by accident, and uh, he comes up and shoots it, and then he cuts me off, right? And it was Zach, well, his license plate said Z-A Efron. I was like, oh my God, did Zach Efron just fucking cut me off? So he tried to get away, right? So I was chasing him, right? I'm like, oh, fucking... Because I had to see if it was Zac Efron. I pull up next to him, to, and, he, and I look over, and it's fucking Zac Efron. He's giving me the finger. I'm like, ah! So I roll my window down. I'm like, I love you, Zac Efron! I'm the lucky one! I'm Thomas Dale. Thank you guys very much. You guys are great. Thank you. show as a podcast so listen on iTunes and we will see you next week. Thanks guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.